You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. L.A. Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of L.A. Street Art Gallery, James Chen of Quarantine, man. What's up, brother? I'm coming to you as uh, Roy Jones Jr. right now. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that one. Bam! There's the left, the left hook, man. That's what it was. Boom! That left hook right in the. Uh... Is that a new one? No. Okay, I, I don't think I've seen it in a, on the street in a while, so forgot about that. I actually put it up uh, down in downtown LA. Uh, what is that like? Olympic and Ninth Ninth Avenue. Uh, I had done a, a Greg Escalante stencil, and then uh, they had me do some presentation for uh, one of these sidewalk um, uh, tours of graffiti, and I did like some kind of a uh, demonstration. So I sprayed Roy Jones Jr. Cool, man. I mean, this episode today, man, we have uh, uh, Uncut Art. Yeah, man. We have one of Risky's friends. He's mentioned him on the podcast before. He says uh, he does uh, protect your heart, man. I love the message he puts out, man. Yeah, I I really do love the message. Uh, I was checking out some of his work earlier and uh, got some really cool uh, design work, how he incorporates uh, elements into like shading in uh, some of his pieces um and uh at first i thought they were stencils but then you know when i zoomed in i noticed that um it was actually it looked like it was drawn so um i think that's maybe why it's why it's called uncut art is because um you know it's it's not stencil work it's actually you know dude gets down there with some serious line work and uh it does some amazing pieces Check this out, man. With technology, I can actually pull this up right now. I can pull up some of his work now, huh? There you go, getting fancy again. There you go, man. I love some of the messages here, man. Art is an attempt. Oh, absolutely. Art is an attempt to find peace and chaos. Absolutely. Hey, man, that you understand that pretty well uh, compared to anybody, right? Dude, wasn't for art. I'm sure that uh, I would either be incarcerated or dead. <laughs> And also, I mean, you always tell me, man, cutting your stencils is like a form of therapy and going out and putting on the street is like a form of therapy, basically, for you, right? Absolutely, dude. Yeah, man, I can definitely see that uh, in this message, too. You know, I was actually uh, texting with him back and forth um, before that, and he was telling me uh, he's leading a a meditation at 11. He's in New York, so it's 11-11. So once he finishes his meditation uh, leading, um he's going to uh jump on basically i just gave him the meeting code and uh <laughs> i'm just saying it's it's quite interesting if you think about it you, you, you know what i mean because i know you're into meditation too you're into finding peace in your art man there's a lot of there's a lot of common ground here already man i look forward to uh look forward to meeting him cyber in the cyber uh verse cyber verse <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. I'm, I'm just going to uh, send him the code one more time. But 
hey man, this is a probably a brand new audience of people um, of uh, uncut arts uh, fans that are kind of going to watch this man. So I kind of just want to take the time to uh, explain our show. If you haven't seen our show, basically uh, Teach is uh, I would say a one of the le most legendary street artists in the LA area, man. I mean, if you haven't seen Teacher stencils, I mean, uh, check out his stencils on his page. Um, honestly, it, they're huge and they go up overnight, man. And it, it's an honor to actually, you know, know all these street artists as my friends. Um, why I'm here is because I, I started LA Street Art Gallery, basically. It's an online blog. It's not actually a gallery. I hope we, it could be a gallery one day. But um, basically, it's just kind of document uh, street art since 2010. I was actually a pharmaceutical rep. Uh, in the Melrose and Fairfax area. And uh, I would deliver all the drugs to the different doctors, basically. And then, um, you know, I just saw such amazing street art and started taking pictures of it. And, you know, ten, 10 years later, man, I'm friends with so many of them and I'm fortunate to host this show. Drug dealer turned art patron. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you know, I'm a musician too. So, right, I I'm a man of many, uh, uh, you know, amateur talents man i haven't yet mastered any of them man you know but, uh, i try you know what speaking of which um we got a little bit of time can we can you play with some of your latest tunes dude i always love listening to your music man oh man okay i, I don't know how this is gonna go through on the on the uh on the uh, uh on zoom you haven't done you haven't tried this yet on zoom you got the other thing down <laughs> well let me Check try it, man out the work instantaneously that you got that down yeah Bye. Let me, let me let me try to pull pull up something because uh, uh, you know while while we're waiting, man, um, I'll pull up just uh, one second because I did release like kind of like a a new single last night actually, but I didn't really like talk about it because I'm not sure if I like it actually. You know, I don't know if you guys are like you're like this teach, but sometimes I'm the biggest critic of my own work. You know what I mean? So um, absolutely, man, absolutely. <laughs> So uh, yeah, basically, I, I have there's this um, there's this in DJ culture there's this kind of DJ mascot called uh, Miss called Flat Eric. You, have you heard of this guy before? Flat Eric? Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I did a I did I took a picture of I have a Mr. Oizo. I took a picture of Jeeves, my Muppet, actually, in bed with. Uh, <laughs> You know what I mean? For my remix picture, basically. So actually, you know, this is a new song I haven't showed you yet, man. So, you know, while we're awesome. waiting for him, uh, I, you know, he saw the message um, and then uh, just went, he's probably going to jump. Oh. Is that him? Uncut. Hey, I don't know. I don't know if my camera working. No, I can, I can, I, I can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome, man. There he is, man. All right, we'll check out the music later, man. Let me, uh, let me get back to this here. Hey, how's it going, man? How's everything going? Good to talk to All you. Right. Respect. Yes, peace. I, I wish it could be in better uh, uh, timing, you know what I mean? I wish you could be in person. We've been trying to get you on the show, man. <clears throat> um, mm -hmm. You know, after Risky brought you up, basically, we just wanted to make sure to uh, uh, reach out to you because I know you're based all over man but uh, uh right now where are you right now i'm in new york the epicenter of it all, man you're up late yeah, my man uh, what were you just doing what did you just get through doing um we had a um 11 11 meditation that i've been doing from um, the last 
two weeks since this whole thing started. Um, meditation is something that I utilize a lot, you know, with my art. Actually, my art is one of my forms of meditation. And when this thing started, a lot of people were a lot, a lot frantic and didn't really know how to intake the information that was coming in. So meditation was something that was helping me. So a lot of people asked that I do that on my live. So I just decided to actually set up a time and actually do it regularly on 11-11 every day, which, something, which is something that I always wanted to do, but never really did because I always used to just want to be to myself. And, and that's one thing I realized this this time is a lot enough to do you know create these things that we never really had time to do because we was too busy so this you know this so part of my meditation is kind of like making people realize how a, everything is always a blessing we just have to pretty much be at this calmness to be able to visualize and see the blessing because when you're frantic you just always ah you know you can't see nothing you can't even think straight you know i heard when people are hectic and fear and, and worry their IQ lowers, you know, like tremendously. So you can't even logically think of anything. So that was that's still happening. So I think the meditation has been helping a lot of people. And so that's already a couple of things that I have in common with you. First of all, meditation has been a lifesaver for me. Uh, started about uh, two years and six months ago. Um, and the number thing, 1111. I have a uh, repeating number thing that happens to me basically every day, at least a few times a day, if not a bunch of times a day, where if I'm looking at a digital clock, uh, like my phone or something like that, I'll see a repeating number. Um, and at this point, I just try not to pay much attention to it because it, without a doubt, it happens every single day at least yeah. a few times a day. It's so it happens the to fact me. that you pick 1111 and plus, um, do you have any kind of, uh, um, is there another reason why you picked 1111? It picked me. I mean, I, there was a lot of reasons and you know, I could sit here and name them all, but the funny thing about when I picked things, when I first came up with it, there was no reason, you know, it was just, when something feel good, because I've been on that feel good thing for the last 10 years, it's like, that's why I come up with my art. If it feels good, then it's right. If it don't, then it's just not. And because I've been on that flow, that's where Protect Your Heart came from, just off of what felt good and what needed to be out there. And um, so I, I just go off that feeling good thing. But there's a lot of reasons. Of course, I always see 1111. That's like, that's like um, a key number when it comes to the number numerology aspect i don't study that but i hear that I, I see it a lot so because i know i see it a lot i don't never really i always see 111 11 11 so it was angels yeah angels 11 is a number for angels my man you're being an angel so it's it's very uh, appropriate see and i didn't know that but let me tell you just to jump off off topic for one second all right um me being an artist is something that was based on me having a message that needed to be out there. And I felt like art was the only way to do that. So I never went to art school. I never learned art. I never even knew about the art world. And I just had to literally put myself through a two year school of, you know, um, you know, um, YouTube University to learn the aspect of what I wanted to do and, and, and who, cause there's a million different art and different 
ways of expressing it. So it's like, okay, I know I have an idea and the idea is based on energy and love. Okay, so now who can I see that actually have love and energy things related to that and how they express it so now I can learn to express it in that way, you know? And, and when I started the street art, it was like, okay, put street art out there. And then it was, it was more like Obey. It was like one of the first, it was one of the first people that the, the internet introduced me to as far as you have something as on paper, you could just put, paste it up there. And that was that. And the second phase was, okay, now you have an image and now you want to create this image and, and make it something, find a way or find somebody that has similar creativeness and, and, and let them teach you. And that led me to you, Mr. Teacher. And <laughs> you, you, you as well, like this, there's a couple of people that makes up my career that is like Obey, Banksy, and then later on, the Basquiat came because I didn't study Basquiat. I didn't know about Basquiat until after I started. But when I thought about starting, there's a, there's a couple of people that I had to find who done this before, but on their level, with their factor, the way they do it. Because I know I have my level, my factor, the way I do it. But it just is just the, the energy that they put into this. I wanted to just know how they harness that energy because I needed to know how to harness my energy and put into my stuff. And you taught me a lot and this is this is fitting that your name was teacher and you was one of those people that i watched and learned how to do stenciling from and i appreciate so in it it's not just the stenciling it's just the whole factor of being able to just say I'm, I, I created something and i want to put it out there so everybody can learn it because we all need to know this because it makes us better as as an, an artist community you know and when i saw that that was that was my first introduction to you and that's always been the reason why I've always followed you, always kept up with you, because you're always about your name and you're always about creating things that can help people and, and at the same time feed your soul. But then while you're feeding your soul, you're feeding everybody else's soul. So, yes, I want to say I appreciate you saying thank you very much. Hell Dude, yeah, thank man. you so much, bro. That's awesome. Hell yeah, man. Hey, man. I'm getting chills, man, honestly, man, because I'm just an observer. And, you know, I, I see Teach, sometimes he gets down with himself, man, and he's just like, Oh, yeah, I don't even know what I'm doing this anymore, but this is what I do, you know? But then you hear these inspirational stories, and I know these are the things that keep you going, man. So thank you for sharing that, bro, you know? Hey, that was my truth. And, and I always wanted to get a chance to tell them that, because people like that, it's like, because people tell me this, you know? I, I run into people that they give me this, 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 this mirror image of that we don't get to do, you know? We don't get to put that mirror in front of us and see how hard and how deep passionate that we are in what we do because sometimes we don't notice that it's not the person that's doing all this thing is the person inside of the person and until you put the mirror to see that the person inside the person in the depthness of that love that where it's coming from we never be able to give ourselves that credit and, and we just think that we just you know we just dope people that just do dope stuff and people appreciate it da, da, da. but it's, it's way deeper than that it's way more it's way more meaningful, you know, to, to a society because that led to me carrying on my message. It led to me being more inspired to do what I do. And it led to me inspiring more people. It's like a ripple effect. It's one little thing, you know, and you just never know. You just never know. Amazing, man. That's awesome, dude. That's, that's so, so damn cool. Uh, curious, Uncut, where, uh, where are you from originally? Oh, I was born in Haiti. In Haiti? In okay. Yeah. What was what was the first um, experience you had as an artist? 
first experience I had as an artist, as a baby artist or as a professional artist? Well, I'm going to leave that up to you. Whatever yeah. story you want to tell, man, we just want our audience to get to know, know you, bro. Here's a question. Like, what was the first medium that you worked with? Was it, was it like pencil? Was it crayons, watercolor? Um, were you drawing something? Did you have something in your mind or? This, this, okay, I'm going to take you to the, to the archives real quick. If I can find these books. Well, the thing is, I used to do these things when I was in, in school. Well, I, while a teacher used to talk, you know, you have to take notes. And I wasn't a note taker. So I used to act like I'm taking notes. And meanwhile, I'm doodling. And Same here, bro. <laughs> Same exact me. So at the, end of the, at the end of the class, first of all, I'm doodling. You're in a space. But you're listening. You're listening. You're logging in everything in your brain. Like, well, I got to write it down. I'm not, I was never a writer. And people still tell me, you need to write everything down. Or you need to write. I'm like, bro. If I write it down, then when it's time for me to find it, I'm going to rely on finding this piece of paper that I can't find, and that's going to frustrate me. If I put it in my head, I know it's only going to be there. So, so I'd rather lock it in my head. And, and then I have, and I try to have keynotes and things so I can remember. It don't always work out. But, but, but I, I, when I write things down and when I look for things, I get frustrated. So I used to doodle a lot. So the doodling kind of like was very um, all over the place. It was just like all these little pieces that was just, just interwining like like I was writing code. I didn't know that I mean, you know, that was just me doodling, but it was seemingly kind of weird. Because as the year goes went on, it kind of grew and kind of like expanded to this thing that that was just mad little pieces, but then it still made no sense because when I show people, they was like, Oh yeah, whatever, it looks it looks cool. So I realized that I could take these little pieces and um and actually um create images out of them. So then it can make it a lot easier for people to understand. So I kind of started putting them within images like like this, for example. So let me, this is a sketch. Right. Everything started with the sketch, right? So everything started with the sketch. Oh, so I was sketched. This is the sketch, the original sketch of the Michael Jackson, right? Wow. Right, and it was, awesome. it was actually it was actually sketched on this date right here. Where is it? Where's the date? I can't see how the camera works on this thing. Okay, right here. Okay, so all these pieces was drawn by, by hand. And inside, I had a lot of little images, like the MJ, and then there's a heart. There's two girls kissing. There's it's actually logos right here. And then after I did that, I and turn scanned it and then you know it turns into a, di a digital thing that's before i even started doing the street art because i was just like i gotta figure something out with this because i know i had something so pretty much it was just pieces before i was able to put it into an image it was just all these pieces just randomly like it was just like this and you look at this you're like okay i, I, see. Those pieces. I just see all the pieces but then when i when i created an image out of it it made it a lot easier for people to actually see my art because they couldn't see it unless it was like in the midst of a whole bunch of images so the list goes on a whole bunch of little things that I, I started, you know, then I figured out, okay, how am I going to get, get this out? So once I had these images, I wanted to figure out how can I get these images to become art? And I didn't know nothing about art. I just knew that I had something, but I didn't know what it was. And this, this is literally all the- beautiful line the work, man. The, the line work is, is really amazing. I love how you work in. Oh, look at Biggie. Oh, dude. Oh yeah. yeah. This is all the original sketches of all the things that, that you see in the streets that I put out in the streets. 
and I'll, I'll kind of redo them. And then um, I just started figuring out a way to, to, to create this art, like to utilize this gift that I had and trying to figure out how to put it into this art world. Like, cause the art world was just an art world and I had something that the art world never really seen. So how can I make it fit in, you know? So I figured if I create them in images, it'll be a lot more understandable to somebody's mind that can't really imagine outside of the box, you know? So those were my first sketches before I even, I was designing. Actually, I started putting those on clothing. That's what oh, these okay. did before. Yeah, somebody taught me how to turn that into digital images and then I started putting them on clothing. And that was the first oh, introduction man. to anything. Yeah, so I was designing clothing before I even started doing art. I was doing sneakers, designing sneakers. I think that's like a big mm -hmm. culture over there in New York, man, sneakers. You know, everybody, like over here, and. On the West Coast, you know, we all have our cars, if you know what I mean. But out there, sneakers, man, and just streetwear is big, man. You, you know, and it's like you can basically blow up just off a sticker, like Supreme, man. Like you know, something like that. So uh, it's funny. I, I mean, the sneaker thing with me was literally like in what is this? We in twenty twenty? You talking like two thousand oh eight, twelve? Like what is this? Oh, this is another magazine. I was that because I got a magazine that I was in from like 2012 of me doing sneakers before the sneaker game was even a sneaker game. Like I was customizing the sneaker for like celebrities and people of that sort. So I was one of those kids that there was about five kids in the world that was like custom sneaker designers, and I was in the magazines on the television. And funny, funny thing is, I, through that process, I think like 2008, I got a sneaker deal. Weird. I've been through a lot with my career. I had a sneaker deal, which was like funny because I was the first app. I was not even an athlete or a rapper. And I was just a designer that just had an idea. And then these Asians approached me and said, hey, you want to design for us? And I looked at their sneakers. I'm like, well, I don't like those sneakers. How about we create something new? And it was like, okay, we should talk. And then before you know it, we're sitting there talking about creating a whole new line of sneakers with my whole thing in it and before you know it these sneakers are getting made before you know it i'm sitting here in a factory full of sneakers that i created before you know it they in stores and dr j's i'm traveling this shit happened like this it was happening so fast that it was such a it was just a ride it was like a fun little ride i was like a kid just like oh my god this is like crazy i was at magic shows just selling sneakers to mass stores doing ads it was just like it was a little so friendly. people have an idea. Um, how old were you when all that was going on? I don't remember. But I know it was 2008, 9, 10. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't really acknowledge time anymore. Well, I can tell you, I, I'm having a hard time telling exactly how old you are just because you got a good cover up and everything. And, you know, the, the knowledge and everything that's coming out of you. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing um i mean i don't know you gotta be at least at least please yeah at least in your 30s or 40s um i would think probably in my 60s probably right now well you see then you got you you look like you could be african-american so that just blows it out that you can't even tell how old you are when it comes to that you know you guys look at me i'm i'm look exactly my age i'm 50 years old look at that i look 50 you know what i mean a lie you do not look 50 you look you look 30 you just need to shave I just want to give people an idea of uh, you know about how old you are or whatever when all this is going on so 
Um, <laughs> before that happened, though, okay, before the, the, the sneaker deal happened, you said you were, you're from Haiti, right? Yeah. When, uh, when did you come into the United States, and where did you come into the United States? I came in when I was, like, eight, nine years old. Like, nine years old. I came in by myself. Was, it, was that with my sister? I think I was by myself. I think I was by myself. Um, you need to get that? My parents, no, I actually don't. Um, <laughs> my parents, the funny thing is, the funny thing is, my parents left Haiti literally the week I was born. I don't know if it was the day after or a few days after, but they left the week I was born. They left because they were already set to leave and they had a visa to leave. And it was one of the things that was not easy to get, you know? So then my mom's gave birth and it was just like, you know, we got to go. <laughs> we got to go. So like, so fast forward nine years later, here I come, you know, I moved to the country like nine years later because I spent about eight years on the island with my aunt and my grandmother. And that was, you know, that was, that, I, I called that my liberation time because I was, I was able to be in nature. I was able to be, to be free, you know, and let that kid in me kind of like blossom a little bit. I think a lot of kids don't get the opportunity to get that freedom. That's why, they, you know, a lot of their creativity gets kind of like smothered and suffocated by society and societal ways and stuff. So I always credit a lot of things to my ability to be, to be open to my creativity, open to my heart, open to just listening to what's in here. Because I didn't get too much brainwashing things coming in as I was a child. It was, it was just like, I remember walking like miles in the forest with me and my little cousin going, I don't remember, just exploring. Like we'll walk to the river and then walk from one side of the river all the way up the river by ourselves. And then by the time the sundown come, we gotta hurry and get back home. It's just like, and I was probably six, seven years old. I'm like, and then when I think about it, I'm like, yo, like, he was like six, seven, eight years old, just walking in these forests. And it was just like, okay, you know, it's kind of weird. But that was no one worries. of the community. Let me yeah. ask you, what borough did you grow up in, man? Queens and Brooklyn. I grew up in Rosedale, Queens, and um, my grandmother lived in Brooklyn, so I would visit Brooklyn um, summertime, but then I was Queens, Queens, school, Queens, my hood, Queens. Interesting. Trouble in Queens. You mentioned Basquiat earlier, man. He's another Haitian-American, man. So, I mean, like, as an artist, man, like, you must feel like a, con a strong connection to him. I actually don't. Actually, I actually oh, feel absolutely no connection. I um I didn't know about Basquiat until recently in my career after I started because like I wasn't like an art I want to do art person because like I grew up in a neighborhood or an environment where being an artist was not the cool thing to be mm -hmm. you know and I didn't grow up around graffiti artists to where and to me we're not gonna talk about that but I didn't grow up around graffiti artists so I never got the opportunity to go out bomb or anything like that so I grew up around thugs and people that it was cool to just be standing on the corner like this kind of thing. So, you know, you tell them that you want to do art, they're going to look at you like, okay, yeah. whatever. So so I never got a chance to express that. So I never got a chance to even look into that until I got, you know, open to myself and say, you know, I want to do what I want to do. And the connection with Basquiat thing is people relate me to it because of my freedom to of expression and the fact that I do it in the streets and I have no boundaries to how I do what I do. So there is a relationship. And I look at Basquiat, Banksy, Obey, and um, those people as like, like we just come from the same place when it comes from, like when it comes from creation aspect, like when you're creating from your heart, 
you can always access the same kind of beauty and the same kind of just tenacity to be able to do what you got to do. So when I look at what they did and look what I do, it's just like, okay, I'm on the right track. And that's what the first thing too. When I, when I started noticing people started telling me, hey, you should look at the basketball. Oh, you should Banksy and obey. And then I'm like, this is my thoughts. This is every day what I think about doing. And this is what I want to do. And they're doing it. That was confirmation. Like I, after I seen obey, or, or exit to the gift shop, like I, I jumped out my seat and ran because I was like, yo, I've been saying this for the longest and it's here, it's here. Cause I think I told somebody the story. They was like, oh shit, that sounds dope. You should da 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 da. I'm like, what is that? It was like, watch it, you'll love it. But I saw the next day I was just like, all right, we're about to start Googling. We need to find out what this Obey guy's about. And then we were first teachers along those lines of learning. So I was just there like for two years on YouTube. Learn, 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 soak, soak, soak. Okay, how do you sell art? Same thing here, what's, man. What, what's, what, how do people sell art? How do people get interested in art? How do buyers buy art? And how do galleries die? And da 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 da. How, how, how? Just watch a ton of, just a ton of stuff. And some of the things that resonated with my heart, I ran with. The other ones that didn't, I just didn't pay attention to. And lead us to right here. I mean, I don't deal with no galleries or nothing like that. Not that I don't want to, I would love to, but galleries to me is part of the art industry. And I feel like the art industry put a cap on artists' creativity for their own game. And just like any art, any art industry, you know, you might be a singer, you might have good voice, but then you have a message, but then they're like, no, you know, you just sing and, and just entertain the crowd. And you're like, no, but I have a message, you know, but you gotta keep it to this cap right here. You needed to be personal, right? You know, they want it to be huh? so it can sell always, you know, like the, yeah. Yeah. the way the creativity and the artistic factor of it, man. You, you, you know, know, I mean, I would love to cater to that too one day, but well, I want to cater to my heart first. You know what? Times are changing. Times are changing now with the pandemic. A lot of galleries are closing down. Um, and, you know, it's going to be, it's gonna be like every artist for themselves. And you're going to have to be a lot of self-promotion. Yeah, the curtain has fallen, man. And you know what? When we have a, our comeback party out of this pandemic, man, we'd love to have you, man. And like, uh, we're having just starting off with a sticker meetup, man. So, and if we have any future shows, man, we'd love for you to be a part of it, man. Cause we love, your message is awesome, man. And uh, like I said, I mean, Risky was the person that introduced us to you, uh, uh, introduced uh, you to us actually. How did you guys meet? Oh, Risky, that's, that's a good brother, man. Uh, we was on the same panel on at Art Basel, I think two years ago, and it was just three people: it was me, him, and um, and um, art, art, art beyond, no, art above reality. You mean Badir? Badir. <laughs> Badir, yeah, we love Badir. Yeah, he's been so, on the show too. Yeah. I think Badir put this to put, had put it together, and he brought a lot of different artists together to talk about, you know, our, you know, what we do and how we do what we do. And then after that, me and him just just hit it off. You know, him being an OG and him being a person that. He's talked to me like, yeah, you know, I was doing this and I, I never really like, you know, got, got introduced to this side of the game. And then me just hearing just like how, like from a, from a, from a grown person standpoint of just wanting to do something and, and just knowing that like I have access to a lot of things and I know a lot of things and I can see and I can see it and I can see his heart speaks. So I was like, yo, let's link up. I definitely can show you some stuff to actually, you know, show you some stuff because once you know these things you'll be able to just navigate through this thing because i had to learn these things so we just started talking and i just started putting them on to some of the things that i learned from other people that worked with his thing and that's the thing about 
understanding just what works with your skill, your art, because there's a lot of techniques to do things and you can't do everything. You can't be a Banksy in this. You can if you want, but at the end of the day, it, it has to work with your art. So I showed him some things of how he could take his art and 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 um actually we did a collaboration and he I took one of his art pieces and I did my thing on top of it. I'm like, yo bro, that's all you have to do to expand and because he does so many so much dope stuff. And I'm like, you can't just keep doing the same thing. You can actually make a copy and sell it to people and they will love it. You know, and then we started doing that and it kinda worked out. So so it's it's the same thing about what you did, opening different different avenues for you to be able to utilize your art. Because as artists, you might have an art, but you might it might be fifty ways for you to actually make money off of it. But if you don't know and you don't see these avenues, and people are not sharing these avenues, you might think for you to be an artist, you just have to paint, paint painting, and paint paintings, and paint paintings, and paint paintings. And I'm gonna keep painting paintings and keep posting paintings. And I'm like, bro, not everybody has a house, <laughs> you know, but everybody has a head. So that's why, like, like with me, I'm like, you see it on the floor, got shit on the hats. Like, those sell a lot, you know? And even though I do have a lot of paintings that I want to do, but people can't afford a painting all the time, but they want to have a piece of you in their home. So it's like, I love the little things you've been doing. I'm next. I'm next. I'm, I'm right, I'm right, give me a year. I'm right behind you with, with the little sculpture things. Um, <laughs> I'm right with it because I am. I'm just trying to figure out what works for me. It's so beautiful, like it's it's so beautiful. This is this is my choice right here. My um my choice of um my next campaign actually. Just so you guys can see. Love it, bro. I've been working on these guys for over a year now, kind of coming up with different um, concepts for the Care Bear. I got something called the Uncare Bear. And um, it's, it's like my new concept, like protect your heart, but more not being bothered by the things that's going on around you, but more not, it's not like not caring, because we're caring. We are care, we care, we, you know, our love, we care all, all the time. But when you care too much, you tend to put yourself under pressure, especially in the school system where these kids feel like they have to care what this other kid's saying, they have to care. So it's like when you feel unbothered by some things because you know what's in your heart, it kind of like um, gives you the strength. So I'm working on a system or some type of curriculum that has to do with uncaring and not sounding like it's not good, you know? Because people say, what do you mean uncaring? I have to care. I'm like, yeah, of course. It's like me saying protect your heart. You're like, oh my God, well, I got to protect your heart. I have to open it. I'm like, yeah, it stays open. And you're always caring, but you can't care to the point where you're driving yourself crazy. You know, so you. that's it. Where did the protect your heart start? Like, what what is the story behind that, man? Protect your heart. Uh, I drew the heart first, and and I I had a I had this dream or this idea, this thought that said that as a creator, it's my every right to go inside and come out with the most beautifulest things from the darkness of my heart. But that's where creation happens. You're the light and you pick it out and it's just, you've never seen it before, it feels weird. And I feel like our creators, which is our creative friends that are so beautiful out there and they create so beautifully, we've been trained to recreate. We've been trained to learn something about something and give it your best shot at giving us your version of it, you know? And all these creators, they have things in their heart that is, there's no version of it, but in their heart. And we, like I said, that suppressing aspect of you have to learn our ways. And 
and, and establish yourself within our ways so that way you can come out that way it's been it's, it's actually the end of that scenario where you can actually go deep inside of your own source of system and come out with something that is beautiful so when i saw the heart right the regular heart red heart regular the way it's written upside down heart to me that's upside down it didn't represent love it didn't represent unity it didn't represent peace it just looked like some marketing thing and every time i see it and if there was if there was a, a a room and people was just just fighting and this is chaos going on and the heart be right there nobody paid no attention so i'm like this heart means nothing it 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 means love within the marketing way. I'm like, I, I don't want to use this heart to represent anything that I want to do because that's that's not me. I don't feel this heart. Like everybody is like, this is not it. So I wanted to recreate the heart. And I also wanted to tell people that it's okay to create and recreate things because we don't have to keep using the same thing because everybody uses a heart. And say, so, yeah, it's the heart. It's not recreated it for what? We don't know. So... Start start off right here. This is one of your early early hearts, man. And I see that you have the thorn on it, man. What does the four two three stand for? Well, funny thing is, as I the first week when I first doing started doing it, I didn't have the four two three on it. But somebody texted me or hit me on the gram and said, "Hey, do you know your message is is also in the Bible?" I'm like, I don't know. I don't even read the Bible. And she was like, "Yeah, you should check it out. It's Proverbs four twenty three. So I go home, Google Proverbs four twenty three, and about fifteen different Bibles versions or whatever. It's always guard your heart above all else, because that's the wealth stream of life. Guard your heart above all else, because that's where your energy lies. Guard your heart above. It's always something about guarding your energy and, and keeping that safeguard on it. So, so that was something that made me just say, hey, that number belongs to us. This number belongs to protect your heart. So we just, I just took it and I love that and, man. Passed it to it. I love and it. We also made four twenty. We also made four twenty three April twenty third, which is um, official Protect Your Heart Day. It's gonna be our fifth year this year of doing a universal event that involves wellness, um, meditation, yoga, you know, different um, vegan thing that we do to kind of health. It's about health and wellness, and we do it in different cities, including LA. And um, you know, this year was gonna be in LA physically, so we might have to do a virtual protective hard day. Yeah, so. we'll promote it, man. Just let us know. Um, you know, one of the other things I love that you, one of your words, some of your words that I love, man, is the too many humans, not enough souls, man. You know what I mean? I, I kind of like, I dig that, man. You want to go into that a little bit? Well, that's the funny thing is when I when I go in a room of like eight people, and they call themselves humans and you know we're, we're humans but we have this soul part of us that's the energy the 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 part of us that is us now we're not the human we're not the flesh and bone that people think they are so that's where we that's what we at that crossroad right now that's what we have the time to figure out i feel like we are more than that we are energy we are just like energy that connects us so when i look at people i don't see them using their energy i see them using their human tendencies to be greedy to um to be um, very malicious towards each other, to feel like there's not enough of this and it gotta be mine and yours and this and that. And just this this other aspect of not you-ism that we've been running with, that now is the time for us to actually look in the mirror and actually see that and hopefully reflect to find a soul in us and start living from that perspective. And that's why I started doing it because I, like, I get these messages where it just feels good and I feel like people just need to see these things and, and let them ponder it because literally this literally all this protect your heart and all this hitting the streets and just putting messages out there was kind of getting ready 
people ready for this moment right here. Because to yeah. me, this is a moment of like getting into yourself. This is a moment of learning your inner self. This is a moment of understanding about protecting your energy and, and utilizing your energy to, to, to fuel this next phase that we're going into. And people don't really know about their energy as much as they know about their electricity bill or, or their car note or, or you know, where, where they got to be at what time for whatever meeting. Like people don't know as much as their breath and how important just taking a deep breath and being blessed with our breath is. But they could tell you who's you know who's the forward on the Chicago Bulls and who's the one that has the best thoughts and this that and the third. We we spend so much time focusing and giving value and points and energy to the wrong things in our lives that the universe says, you know what? I know you guys love you guys. I know you guys love each other, but we're not doing it right. So here's the time. And this is a time for you to just see this, you know, like it's in your face. Usually you would have, you would want to see it, but you say to yourself, I don't have time. I have to go to work. I have to take the kids to school. I have to do this. I have to pay for bills. So I'm not going to try to take time and not do nothing. But none of those things are active right now. There's a little pause that's going to like, it's like a little window of opportunity for us to take to reflect and, and come together to really make a catastrophic change in our world either we make it or somebody else is gonna make it for us how is it out there right now and i mean like you know we hear everything on the news i mean you know it, it, it how crazy is it right now okay currently it's beautiful outside right there's two sides of this game and, and i've witnessed and, and experienced both yesterday I actually ended up on a rooftop yesterday with a couple of friends and we created a big Big mural, me and wrestler and menace, some big mural that says, um, unleash your energy, which is like my new thing. Like, like protect your heart is protect your energy, right? But this time, we had a point in time where we have to unleash that energy. So I'm like, you know, I'm gonna have to switch my campaign to unleash it because people need to know, like, now that we protect it, now you have it here, let's unleash it together to create something dope. So the temperature out here is, is what I've noticed is that people are, are like kind of turning against each other. Um, based on the fear and, and the more news you watch the more you feel like other people are to be blamed for our situation but not us so so it's, it's it's and that's why i do the meditation and i do a lot of these lectures online because people need to just be calm in order for them to actually see what's going on because the news is feeding them a lot of information that's totally misleading and um and it's important that we keep them away from that information because to me, the information that's coming in is actually a, a virus to me. It's like, to me, it's part of the sickening that people are getting in full information and the wrong information, which is giving your body and your, giving you anxiety and fear and worry, which sends signals to your body and affects your immune system in such a tremendous way where whatever it is out there that's giving people sick, whether it's a cold or a flu, it's, it's, it, it multiplies in, in a weak body, you know? So That's true. to me, this the weakest um, people are being taken out right now, man. I mean, there are yeah. exceptions, but a lot of the people have like, I'm taking a look at a lot of the people that have like passed away, man. And a lot of the people that they show, I mean, you know, they, they look kind of, you know, overweight and unhealthy, man. So I'm just saying like, you're right, man. I think like being, you know, having a negative spirit, like those types of things will definitely, you know, affect you a little bit more. One thing I'm I also think you're right. I think that there's that there was a, a God that was out there that had control of everything. You know, he was taking a look at what's going on. He's going, you know what this world needs right now? A pandemic. 
<laughs> You're going to find out who the men and who the mice are real fast. Well, you know, it's funny. It's, I feel like we're in control of that. I think I feel like because I have a different philosophy on thoughts and how our mind creates our reality and how you can easily be accepted with a thought, then in turn you create it in your reality, which is a known fact. And I feel like we've been accepted from, from birth, you know, so we've been creating a false reality. So that's one. Um, another thing is, like, we ask for this time. Like, I don't know a person that I spoke to that didn't at one point say, I'm, I don't like the way these people are being treated. Why the homeless don't get this? And why are these people are starving here? Why the kids are dying here? Why this is happening? And every time we as humans ask why, we always offer the universe uh, an option of what should be, you know? We don't like this, maybe it should be better. We don't want this, it should be this. I don't like my job, I should be work. I shouldn't be working to earn a living. And we always offer these beautiful um, things and the universe hears us. And now is we, is we being answered, all our prayers are being answered, but we are not in position to even see that. Because with what, because the funny thing is, the the, the people that actually are responsible for, you know, creating the fear and creating the, the whole thing that's going on, they already know that we're coming to a space of togetherness. We're coming to a space of love and gathering. We've come, like we, we, were, we, we are at the space of nothing but appreciation for each other. But now they, they created, I think they created this thing to, put, to pull us apart from each other. Because little things like distancing, because I, I understand that really laws of attraction is a real thing. Which you speak coming to your existence, that's the realest thing ever. So based on these two, just these two alone, there's more. Based on these two known universal facts, when you speak, I know what you're creating. It might not even be your intention, but once you say it, it's being created. So people talking about distancing themselves from each other, people talking about being in quarantine, and none of these things was a thing three weeks ago. We didn't even know these words. You know, those words was not even in our vocabulary. It was a lot of beautiful words that we was using, like connection and togetherness, and we're gonna do this together. We're gonna can't wait for the summertime, and then all of a sudden everybody starts talking. No, stay away from me. You gotta stay six feet because you might get me sick. And and I think that that alone, that alone, that action alone, that fear that comes with that action alone, helps your reality becomes just that. And I wouldn't doubt it if you know a few years from now people don't wanna even be around each other. Family members are turning against each other. Don't come back to this house. Because if you go out and you bring this sickness, you can, you should stay out. And I'm like, you know, how somebody bring your sickness? The sickness is here. And, you know, I don't know if we want to get into it, but um, the 5G rollout that's coming in is definitely one of the reasons why people are getting affected on a molecular level. Let's hear it, man, because I haven't heard, I haven't heard it, man. But I've, I've seen people post about it, man, but I don't, I don't know too much about it. Uh, can you, at least just, at, like, let me know like uh, a general synopsis, you know? Well, simple thing is this, yo. We are a vibration-based. We vibration-based, and, and, and we vibe off frequency, you know? Just like the things you hear is on a frequency. Like the phone that is, is that we have is on a frequency. Our body also is on a frequency. And our molecular inside, all our cells, it works on a certain frequency. So they figured out that frequency and and of course, if you know the human frequencies, so you stay away from it. You're supposed to kind of like emit other frequencies that help it rise and be better, not emit frequencies that, that lowers our frequency as, as a human kind. So 
they've been doing a lot of those things or are creating things that are financial and are profit based and not human race awareness based, you know? And it's like, okay, we got to weigh it out. Are we going to make money? Yes. Is it going to hurt a few people? Yes. Uh, we'll make more money than it hurts people. So let's go with the idea. So as, as a human race, for you to pick money over people, that's something that is going to change. So 5G is another um, level of internet, right? It's just super fast speed, as if we need any more speed that we have. So what it does, to really be honest with you, it creates an infrastructure of a, of a major web above the city as far as connected web. And this connected web is connected to mad different devices that are all going to be interactively, interconnectedly interconnected to each other. Whether it's your phone and your, your phone in your oven, and your phone in your car, and your phone in you, and your phone in like all these things going to be fully connected. That future world that people saw about you just walking in and saying hi to your thing, and this thing saying hi, like they're in the process of creating that. But there's very harmful aspects to that because that requires a certain amount of radio waves for that that system to be able to withhold. And it would affect us in such a way that people will get sick or people are getting sick or people are dying or people will die. And in and, um, Wuhan, where this whole thing started, where they said it started, was actually the first city that, that, that um, experienced a, a full 5G blanket over their city. So to the, the people that study this frequency, it said that that's one reason why the people were dropping dead because this frequency is such a disturbing to our environment that it sucks the oxygen out of the air in a way that you wouldn't even understand. Whereas, like, it's the, the, the vibration spins the molecule that you're breathing in, the air, and the oxygen that is in the air is spinning so fast that the protein in your body can even grab onto the oxygen so it can deliver it to certain parts of your body, including your brain. So when this thing is fully activated, you have people that can't really fully, fully breathe because the air, your body's not getting oxygen because even you breathing, you're not getting oxygen. And on top of it, that 5G, it, 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 it's like a microwave. Like it, it's worse than a microwave. A microwave, I think, works on a two point something. This shit works on a, like a six point, whatever. Or whatever, definitely way higher than a microwave. And man, I'm, like a, I'm feeling out of breath as you're talking right now, <laughs> now man. You, but you know? but this, the thing is, there's ways to fix that, though. Like, we have to understand everything to understand where we stand with this thing. So everything is about energy, and we are energy. Our body is comprised of energy. Like, we have enough electricity in our body to illuminate, like, a whole city. So that's how powerful and beautiful we are inside. But we have to know it up here. Because you have to channel that down here. Because if you're up here is doubtful, then down here is doubtful. So just like a microwave, they'll be able to fry people with this 5G. And literally, this is what's causing the, the sickness because it's starting to roll out. So people are starting to feel this this frequency. is altering their, their immune system, making them comply. Like, if you really had a weak immune system, now your stuff is weaker, you know? And and it's, 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 it's going to get a lot worse before it gets a lot better. And I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want to scare anybody, but there's definitely a way to fix this in my eye because I understand frequency and I understand that love, the purity of love in your heart, the purity of love in who you are is the highest known frequency in this universe. Nothing is higher than love. Nothing. You believe it? It is. But when you are able to harness that love energy, which is you, 
and shower your whole self with it, you will be able to, I think, raise your own frequency within your own body through yourself, which is what I do the meditation for, because when it's time to do that, because people have done meditation and understand how to, you know, not quiet your mind, because you can't quiet your mind, but just be one with everything that you are, just go in and, yeah, I see thoughts, I love you, breath, I see you, I love you, voice, I hear you, I love you, and, you know, just like really being that, that, that thing, that energy inside of you and actually playing from that space and not from the person that you created yourself to be, then you can harness that energy in the most beautiful way and create beautiful things amongst each other. Like to fix this issue, it would have to be some uh, group meditation and manifesting what we want to make happen. So currently everything is about growth, evolving and becoming a better um better society that thrive off love thrive off togetherness thrive off gratitude thrive off just the growth of each other and that's what it's coming to and in order for that to happen you kind of have to get rid of all the bs yeah man. it starts with us we all have the bs in us we all and even i do because i was i was raised in the system you know a lot of things i learned was from the television or the next people next to me so they it's still a taste a piece of it is still part of this 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 not so cool aspect of being a human because you know we want attention and we want to be this the best this the best that and it's minds it's minds it's minds that's that ego that's that ego and once we kill and get rid of that ego then we'll be able to hear our true self and our true self will never lie to us and that's where it's coming from that's where it's going to right now so after out of all this pandemic whatever you want to call it i don't follow what the news say because i do understand that my words create my reality so i want to speak greatness into my reality and i want to teach people i see greatness into their reality no matter what's going on know that you creating it and now that you're creating it you already created this situation so you focusing on it right now makes no sense you might as well go in and start creating the next situation because it is what it is we're creators and that's what matters i feel you man i feel hey you know what uh it's coming up on the end so i want to actually ask you one more today's a special day man Nipsey Hussle was like uh, killed like a year ago, basically, man. I know you did a couple pieces on him, man. Like, uh, I don't know, just what did he mean to you as a as an as an artist, man? As a as a street artist, we actually had a video of him talking about being a street artist uh, on on our page. You can go back and check that out. But yeah, I just wanted to ask you, um, you, you know, what does he mean to you, man? Like, because uh, he means a lot to a lot of people. See, the thing is. Um, as Nipsey was starting to do what he was doing, I was fading out, you know, music, technology, films. I was fading out entertainment, you know, in order for you, for me to do what I do with, with the meditation and being able to be in a space of peace and quietness, I had to fade out a lot of things. And he was part of that. So I really didn't follow Nipsey till after he, he I mean, people around me play and talk, but then it's like, when I'm focusing on love and trying to create something from within to trying to change the world, music is not something that I was a fan of at the moment because, you know, a lot of the music people had turned me off with, you know, the way they verbalize and, and talk about themselves. It was just like, I didn't want to hear nothing with music. So I didn't get the experience why he was alive that people got. So when he passed away and I started looking into what he was doing, which was great. Yeah. So I kind of experienced it afterwards and it was exactly what he has set out to do. And a lot of people I know are very close to him. So it, it, it was like, 
It was that was that was my only experience. The, the people that was close to him was my only experience with him. No, the only reason I was saying that actually is because, you know, as a New York-based artist, it's cool that actually, like, you know, L.A.-based artists are actually getting some love, too, man. So, like... Oh, yeah. that's beautiful, man. Exactly. That is yeah. beautiful. Beautiful piece. Yeah. That's the piece I wanted you to show, basically. Yeah, man. It's beautiful, man. There's, there's so much detail in that, man. And if you look closely at it, it's like there's so much imagery inside, like, all those little shadings, man. And so, it, you, you know, you guys should do a collab, man. <laughs> That's three minutes. I, I would be honored to do a collab with this guy. This is an amazing piece, Uncut. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate it. Just so people have an idea, uh, how long did it take you to create that piece? About a week and a half, two weeks. It was for Basil, so I rushed it. And it's all diamond dust, so everything was done one at a time, a piece at oh a time. Oh, gosh. All, all now, when you diamond. say a week and a half, how many hours a day? Oh, like all day. All day. Okay. And, and it's, it's but so much I could do when I'm doing diamond dust and white because it's, you got to be very careful and you can't mess up. And, and you have to let certain parts dry thoroughly before you actually start another part because it's easy to smudge the paint into the because the, the, it's, it's like I'll add the paint and then I'll add the, the dust on top of it and it'll sit there and then I'll just do it one at a time. Paint, dust, paint, dust, paint, dust. Oh until my gosh. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, Dude. I have, um, I have a, call it? I have a, um, I have a video of like just how it's done, just a little bit of way that it's done and stuff. I'm trying to show some of these techniques that people, because people think it's a stencil, which I would love to create a stencil for that. But when I watch this dude create stencils, I'm like, he made this shit look so easy. I'm like, I'm not gonna sit there and cut all these damn pieces out. As much as it would be dope to have one stencil and not have and just spray and do it, but I'm just like, I try, yo, come on, man. Yo, come on, man. Teacher, I swear, man. Like, I could do the easy things, right? I could do the easy things, no problem. But when it comes time for me to do this intricate shit, bro, look, I swear to you, teach, I swear to you. It's been four, five years, bro. Five years, bro. I was like, I'm going to try it one day. I'm going to take my art, I'm going to print it, and I'm going to try to create a stencil. You know this should have stuck to this goddamn board, right? You know that, right? <laughs> like, you know that, right? Because, you know, you, you have a bust so much time to do this shit, right? So I started it, and it was like, yo, the lines are so thin. Like, the bridge has got to be so... I'm like, yo, how the fuck? It's like, okay, because, you know, I'm like, how can my art work with this freaking shit? And it this was. is going to be it. Yeah, no, but, bro, that's a lot of... I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I got... That's a lot. That's a lot, bro. I can't. <laughs> I have to leave it. So it's stuck. It's, it's what it is right now. This board is just that. Hey, that looks yeah. a beautiful, like a beautiful piece of artwork as it is. Um, yeah, I, you know what's funny? It is going to be that. Actually, I feel, I feel like later on, people are going to find it and be like, oh, shit, that's something that unstarted and never finished. Because I tried, I'm like, it'll be nice to have a stencil. I did one stencil, actually. I did a Michael Jackson. But even the Michael Jackson stencil that I did, I didn't do it like the actual painting. I just did it different because it was so much intricate pieces. So I was like, oh, too much. I tell you what, man. If, uh, if you want to pick one of your images and, uh, and give me permission to, to cut it as a stencil, then uh, I'll cut the stencil for you. I want to make a print for myself and then I'll send it to you. And as long as you will get that up in the street for me, you can have it. 
I say you pick the image, something that you like. And okay. then, yes, that would be freaking beautiful. That's that's a teacher on collab. I love that. That would be freaking awesome. Hey, just that let everybody cool. in the audience know, man, that's actually a $5,000 worth pay, uh, uh, <laughs> a thing on our Patreon. If you're a nobody and you wanted to buy that, basically, it's like a $5,000 value, man. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's yeah but this dude good. right here, this yeah, dude right no, here of course. is no. unlike anyone I've ever met in my life. Uh, and so like for me to make that offer, that's, that doesn't happen unless you're some kind of special like this dude right here. So of course, um, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a dream, bro. That's like, cause I, I visualized to work with some of the people that I respect what they do, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and it's like on a very like bigger level than just art, you know, cause this is, to me, it's not, this is not about the art world. The art world don't love us. The art world don't respect us. You know, the art does, you know, and the people do, you know, so this is definitely, and that's why the art world don't mess with people like us, because we don't do nothing to advance their breed and their expansion, you know, we give it to the people, say like, ah, they giving it to the people, then you know what, F you, you know what I'm saying, they want us to kind of do stuff to kind of build their, their reputation as gallery owners, so people could think that they're the ones that know about art when they don't. So I'm like, you take the power back. And with this situation, a lot of power is going to go back to the people. I just want to see if the people are going to be able to utilize this power to empower themselves, but not enslave themselves. Because there's a big thin line between what's happening right now. And that's why they pump in fear into people. And the news is just constantly working. They're constantly working. It's just, it's everywhere you go, it's the same thing. They're constantly, there's a lot of, like, as I've been peeping a lot of um, keywords that they've been pumping into the community. You know, like practice this and practice that. You only practice something so you can be good at it. So they want us to be good at being distanced from each other. You practice this, you practice this. And I'm just like, this is all a brain tricking aspect. And people can't see that because they're still in fear. They're scared of their friends and neighbors. Like, this is weird. This is weird. You know, yeah, this is this right now is a, is a big opportunity, opportunistic time for someone like the government to take control. They can, they can, no. they can take a, a big, huge amount of control right now. That. Yo, do you hear what the plan is? Is laws being passed already, bro? Is laws being passed that? In the laws being passed. There's actually a bunch of like pork belly stuff on voter stuff that they actually put in there. I don't know if you've, you've heard of this, you know, that's why uh, it took so long to pass. I'm, I'm just curious. It's like, why is there anything else on a voter? I mean, on a stimulus package besides, Hey, we need to send the people money. Why do they need to tack on like uh, voting stuff and, and all this other stuff? It's just like, it's so like weird, you know what I mean? But anyways, nah, man. They, 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 they setting us up for something real. Actually, we set ourselves up because number one, we we sound fearful. Everybody's talking about scared, 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 scared. Everybody's talking about stay home because it's safe at home. It's not safe outside. You know, I had somebody tell me yesterday, like I went to the rooftop to paint, came home, and I was like, "Yo, I just came home." They was like, "I was calling you all day." I'm like, "Yeah, I just came home." Say, "Yo, what you doing outside?" I'm like, "That shit sounded so weird." I said, "It sounded so weird." You seriously gonna ask me what I'm doing outside? So you already you like a Mr. Anderson in this situation because you're in the Matrix. If you really think that outside is not safe, there must be some boogeyman outside or some ghost that's out there taking people and they don't want you outside. 
Like we gotta be logical people, but of course we can't be logical because everybody's scared of them of their own family member because they're scared their family member's gonna give them something that might kill them. But it's not the truth though, you know? Like the virus is not killing people. The 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 fear is the the frequency is, you know? So we just need to kind of like get together. Like right now, this is if there's ever any other time for us to come together as like a human race, this is it. And I see people that's kind of like, still don't see it happening. And and once you watch the laws happening, like it makes a lot of things make no sense why they are passing laws for something that's just temporary, you know? Why are they passing laws to stay in your home? Why, I go to Walmart the other day and these motherfuckers got lines on the floor that says you can't pass this line, you have to stay six feet apart. You know how cursed the employees are, bro, because I'm like, I'm not part of your matrix that you guys are building here. I love people. I love people, and I'm not scared of people. You yeah. know, if you they know, scared of <clears> What bothered me the most recently is here in L.A., um, you know, they closed the beaches, which, and all the parking lots at the beaches and everything, which I can understand because the people were, were crowding at the beaches. But, um, and I love being a hermit, dude. There is a part of me that is a hermit, like you would not believe. I'm like half entertainer and half hermit, right? It's it's an odd combination. But what just pissed me off is that there they had no parking signs all along the street, all along where the you know even where there aren't main beaches. You know, I'm just trying to find a surf break to go out and catch a, a few waves and. <clears throat> Even when there's not big parking lots, there's no parking signs along the street. And, you know, I mean, <laughs> then I found out that you could actually go down to the county line, the Ventura County line, and, uh, and, and go in and surf. But then they just shut that down after this weekend. So why can't I go surfing out in the water? Yeah, it's tough, man. Why are they closing the fucking water off? You know what I mean? Like, they got a plan, yo. They're trying to train us. I heard that after 90 days of doing something repeatedly, it becomes a, a habit. After another 90 yeah. days, it becomes normal. So now people are, are being trained to stay home. After that training, it's going to be home is better than outside. After that training, it's going to be you need to get vaccinated. After that training, is going to be everything is a training and people are just standing in line for training. How, what should we do next, boss? Boss, tell us what should we do next because we're lost. We're scared and we're lost. Please come save us, boss. Please, boss. <laughs> turning into sheep. It's something we that you to think about, man. They're not turning into sheep. They're already sheep. They're being activated. Yeah. And as artists, we have to try to turn the light on on these people so that way they could actually see what they're doing and hopefully they could grasp themselves and start thinking accurately. Because the thing is like, we all in this together, believe it or not, you know? And and it would affect everybody tremendously in such a tremendous way. And I'm not in for that kind of shit, you know? I'm like, yo, it's preventable ways and we're gonna get it together. And like. As much as I don't want to sit there and do meditation every day, as much as I feel like I should be doing, I should be at home cleaning up and doing my art and shutting everybody out, which is what I want to do, like shut my phone, fuck it, because everybody's frantic. And there's, there's a deeper, more part of me that said, you know what, you need to talk to some of these people so you can help them usher them out of the situation because they're part of this creative process as well. So as we all create, we can all create the same beautiful future. We can be can't leave people behind. Kind of so like now is to me, I feel like 
as a light worker before I was an artist, as a light worker, I feel like that job is now in the forefront. I haven't been able to paint the hats that you saw on the floor. I started, I was painting those hats literally for Protect Your Heart Day the week this just happened. And then it was like, I couldn't even paint no more because I felt like I was being called to duty. You know, like the, when you call, when all the police officers got called to duty and all the nurses and, and the hospital people got called to duty, like I felt like all the light workers was called to duty and we had a responsibility to help clarify things and help people be able to cope and be able to harness their inner self, their inner energy, so we could create something dope because our energy is being utilized to create something whack. I think that's- well, cut. How, can, uh, <clears throat> how can people um, find you, get in touch with you, uh, if they want to buy some of your artwork, if they want to help support you, whatever, what's the easiest way to find you? Well, sure, that'd be dope. Uncut Art, that's U-N-C-U-T-T-A-R-T. That's my thing. I haven't even been able to sell anything either because I can't see myself trying to sell anything while I'm trying to help people. So, you know, if people do have excess funds and they would love to buy some art pieces for their house, that would be dope. I actually created a dope piece yesterday that I know would fit. It would be great for a lot of artists. Um, it's a um, stencil that I, I, that I did that says um, art is an expression. Art is an attempt to find peace and chaos. I love that. Yes, we were just talking looking at that, that right before you came on, man. That's come yeah, so circle, That man. was the first awesome. thing that I did. This is the first thing that I did during these times that is like an art piece. You know, I play, I tossed paint, but it was just like, oh, I need to do something and nothing, nothing came out. But this right here was a piece. And I felt like it was so timing because to be honest with you, I've had these stencils for the longest, but I never really like used a lot of them. And I grabbed a handful of stencils and I grabbed two of them and said, I'm going to do these two. And one of them was this. And I didn't even notice what I was doing until after I did it and I read it. I'm like, this is perfect for this time. This is like fucking perfect. You know, and I'm like, okay, we're going to post this because this is like an accident that was just like probed to happen. So that was, that was good. But definitely buy my art. If you guys well, you got some, some clothing too, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's not just art. People can buy some clothing if you want to like support uh, artists among this time. That's what you're saying. Yeah, like the hats you showed us earlier, man. They're all they're all available, and uh, you can check those out at Uncut Art with two T's on the cut. Uh, so so basically, uh, um, check that out, guys. All right. That's yeah. awesome. Man. Awesome, man. You guys see Biggie Small? I love that, man. I love that. Do you see Biggie Small? Do you see Biggie Small? Yeah, I see it. Oh, see wow. It. Yeah. I love the uh, Carlton Eye colors, man. Yes. Yeah, so you see this Brooklyn spread love is a Brooklyn? Nice. Nice. I love that, man. Man, it's got like a Keith Haring thing going on, you know what I mean? Because it's like, uh, as you're, it's just like so much imagery and it's like a flow, you know? It's, I love that, man. It's almost like a figure ground type of thing with uh, like Gustav Klem did a little bit of working uh, designs in with the, uh, with the figures. Yeah, you see yeah, a man. small baby. Well, we oh, love that's awesome, bro. We love that. Basically, uh, you know, we got to know you and you and your art a little bit better today, man. That's and, awesome. And uh, so thank you so much, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. So, and dude, I got to tell you, man, more now more than ever, stay strong. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, it's like you said, man, we got to keep putting the, uh, putting the energy out there and uh, 
keep bringing the people up, man. Yeah, keep them in their mindsets so that way we can get through this together because we all in this together. So I appreciate what you guys are doing as well because you're bringing me in front of a different kind of audience that need to hear some of these beautiful things so that way they can keep their their energy intact because we're going to need it. Oh, yeah. We get together to create this beautiful cosmic thing. April 23rd, please mark your calendar. Um, since we're not doing, we actually, Jamie Foxx was sponsoring the Protect Your Heart LA, so we had his ranch, we had his whole space to do some beautiful things, and I don't know what's going to happen now. But you know we're what? Gonna it's going to happen. Dude, it's going to happen. It's just going to be postponed a little bit. That's all. Yes, yes, yes. I love you for saying that, because we're definitely going to do it when we're home, but what we're going to do is on 423, April 23rd, at 4:23 a.m. and p.m., I want to do a live meditation with everybody, all the cities that we are involved with. Everybody kind of come together to just have a, like a one-minute to three-minute meditation of just sending out the most beautifulest offering to the universe to kind of help balance out the situation that we're in right now. We'll help you promote it, man. We'll help you promote it, man. So Thank you, guys. Perfect yeah. way to end this. Uh, perfect way to end this podcast, dude. Beautiful. Thank you so much for staying up late and uh, blessing us with, uh, with some wonderful words and some beautiful energy, man. Thank you so much. And hey, I will be in touch. I'm going to be checking out which one of these images I want to do a stencil of, and I'll be in touch with you on that. Okay, brother. Yes. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you guys. Man, have a good one. Thank you, man. You too, man. Peace. Peace. Oh, that's beautiful. And in